When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, podcast people in podcast land. Hello to all the Lepsters in Lepland. This podcast is sponsored by italki, and you can use italki to improve your speaking skills, and your speaking skills are really vital. If you are thinking of using English for any reason in the future, you're probably going to be doing speaking. Listening to Luke's English podcast can definitely help your listening a lot. But if you want to push the speaking and push your fluency uh, further, so it's better, so it, so you become more fluent and more confident, you need to speak to native English speakers. And you can do that with my podcast sponsor, italki. Just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk to check out italki. And you can take advantage of the offer that they are giving to all of my listeners. That is basically a, a voucher. They'll give you, if you buy some lessons, they will give you a voucher. The voucher's worth about 100 italki credits, which is roughly $10 which is a nice discount on on any other English lessons that you purchase in the future, okay? teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk or just click an italki logo on my website. Right, so now let's get started with this episode properly and here is the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Here is a another new episode of Luke's English Podcast. I've been very productive recently. Um, that's just because I've had a little bit of free time. I say free time. To be honest, I should have been using this time to do other things. I've got a big pile of exam papers on my table, which all need to be marked. But I thought that I was going to be involved in the filming of a television show this week. But... Um, as is often the way in show business, that got cancelled, um, and there's a story involved. You've heard part of that story already. That's the one with the um, the, the thing about the accents that uh, we mentioned in uh, not the last podcast, but the podcast before last. Um, but anyway, the uh, the TV thing fell through, so that's not happening. Um, you'll hear about that uh, in this episode. But um, no, I've uploaded a bunch of new episodes in rather quick succession recently, um, just because I've had the time. And again, I haven't really had the time. I should have been doing other things. But sometimes um, I just feel like uploading episodes and or I feel like producing episodes. I produce them and then they're ready and I can't hold on to them. If I've got episodes done, they have to be published. I don't know why. I know it's maybe not the, the smartest way of um, producing this podcast, that uh, probably the, 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 the most effective way would be to um, upload one on the same day every week, but that's just not the way I'm doing it. So I've got another one for you now, and you're listening to it. So I'm going to try not to spend too much time on an introduction to this episode, because uh, often, as you well know, my rambling gets a little out of control. So I'm not going to try and I'm going to try not to go into too much detail at the front here, except to say that in this episode you're going to hear uh, another rather 
uh, fast conversation uh, between this time four native speakers recorded for you to listen to. Um, you're going to hear the pod pals, that's Amber, Paul and me, the thrilling three or the tangential trio, um, having our weekly chat on the terrace in the sunshine. But this time we are joined by a fourth member to our team in the form of Tom Morton, a friend of ours from the stand-up comedy scene here in Paris. You might remember that Tom has been mentioned briefly on this podcast before a number of times and that we've established that Tom looks a bit like Dave Grohl, the drummer from Nirvana, and he also looks a bit like Tim Curry, an actor uh, who appears in the film The The Rocky Horror Picture Show. So both of those things have been mentioned in episodes previously. So you, the, the name Tom Morton has come up, uh, but those are the only things you know about him. So just to fill you in a little bit, um, let me tell you a bit about Tom Morton. So Tom is a professional actor and voiceover artist. So voiceover artist, that means that he provides uh, his voice for advertising, promotional things. That's, you know, radio advertising and TV advertising usually. He's done voiceovers for TV and radio advertisements for companies like Mini, L'Oreal, Sky TV, McVitie's Biscuits, and Nintendo Wii, amongst others. He's half English and half French, um, and he speaks both English and French like a native. Um, You might be thinking to yourself, what's Tom's accent? Does he have a French accent? Uh, No, he doesn't. Um, You're going to find out, obviously, for yourself what his accent sounds like in a minute when you listen to him. But in English, basically, he speaks with received pronunciation, which, as you may know, is essentially that kind of neutral British English accent that we associate with things like the BBC and the universities um, and probably Luke's English podcast as well. Uh, Received pronunciation has no particular regional inflections. Um... And, you know, Tom's voice doesn't have particular regional, uh, uh, a particular regional accent, although he spent lots of time in West London when he was growing up. Um, so basically, he speaks a bit like me, uh, but he has his own unique sound uh, in his voice, of course, just like we all do. Um, and um, you will discover that in a moment. As ever, I'm keen to know what you think. What do you think of Tom's voice? Leave your comments on the website. Um, So first, you will hear the three of us uh, welcome Tom onto the podcast and then give him a sort of job interview as part of his initiation onto Luke's English podcast. Um, After a couple of minutes, though, that job interview just goes downhill and then is abandoned. Then we just mess around, letting you know a bit about Tom, um, doing some improvised voiceovers on a few royalty-free Apple jingles that I have on my computer, uh, before the conversation then goes on off. Sorry, huh? I can't speak my own language. So we do a few voiceover things, and then the conversation goes off on a number of tangents. What a surprise! Uh, And those tangents cover these things. So uh, you will hear us going off on tangents about the complexities of explaining puns and jokes in English, um, doing voiceovers on adverts for a product called the Mega Knife, a knife that is so sharp that it can cut through a shoe. Um, We talk a bit about the Queen's birthday because this episode was recorded on the Queen's birthday, the 21st of April. Um, We talk about what British people think of the monarchy, uh, the death of Princess Diana, 
Uh, public reactions to tragedies, like, for example, when a famous person dies. And this conversation was recorded just a few hours before we all learned that another great celebrity had died. Uh, And of course, I'm talking about the American musician Prince, because Prince died yesterday. Uh, We recorded this conversation before we found out that Prince had died. But it seems very timely because we do talk about public reactions to Tra- uh, uh, to, to those moments when famous people die. And uh, that, you know, Prince, I can't believe it. That's just another legend who died this year after, you know, we had Lemmy from Motorhead, David Bowie, of course, George Martin, the producer of The Beatles, and a bunch of other people, including British celebrities that you might not know, like Terry Wogan, Paul Daniels, Ronnie Corbett, and Victoria Wood. You might not know who they are, but they were all much-loved comedians and entertainers from the UK who died this year. So we will talk a little bit about public reactions to the death of famous people. We also talk a little bit about when old people say racist things, like, for example, Prince Philip or your grandparents. Um, Amber's son, Hugo, has learned a new word. Um, We talk about getting a letter from the Queen on your 100th birthday, because that's what happens if you ever get to 100 in the UK. The Queen will send you a letter. Um... So what happens if the Queen gets to 100? Does she send herself a letter? Um, You hear about the drama of Paul and me getting attacked by flying insects, specifically ladybirds. Um, Amber's story about a woman she saw recently whose scarf had slipped down between her bum cheeks, making it look like she had a tail. So Amber tells a little story about how uh, she saw a woman uh, with an embarrassing-looking tail and then how she rescued her, okay? Um, we'll talk about the moment that... Oh, yeah, you you might hear the moment when one of my neighbours, during the recording of the conversation, one of my neighbours burps very loudly in the background from uh, the window of another apartment. So there's a moment there of sort of, uh, uh, of an interruption because one of my neighbours burps loudly, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, and then finally... We talk about which members of the Fantastic Four we would be. And I think that I'm Mr. Fantastic because I suppose I'm the leader of the group. Um, Amber is the invisible woman because since she's had a baby, apparently she has become invisible to men. So she's the invisible woman. Uh, Paul is the human torch because he's on fire sitting in the sun with his semi-ginger hair, and because he's so hot right now in the world of comedy. And Tom, our special guest today, is The Thing, um, because he's neither French nor English. He's just, according to him, an amorphous blob, so a sort of non-specific lump uh, of a creature. Obviously, he looks a lot more, it looks a lot nicer than The Thing, as you'll discover as we talk uh, to him in this episode. Um, So, yes, this conversation is a real mix of both serious and light-hearted topics. And yes, I am aware that the conversation moves pretty fast and we talk over each other quite a lot. Um, That's just what happens when a bunch of friends get together like this. It might be a difficult episode to follow, or maybe not. Maybe you'll have absolutely no problem keeping up with this. But in any case... I hope that you just enjoy listening to another completely spontaneous conversation between a group of Brits who are getting a bit too much sun on their heads. Um, You should also know that there is some swearing in this episode. So watch out, there's some swearing. 
So there you go. You've been warned. Um, also, we're not in this episode uh, talking about the results of the interactive lying game from the previous episode. So we're not talking about the interactive lying game results. That's going to come in another episode soon. Okay, so that's enough introduction. I will now just let you listen to another outdoor episode of Luke's English podcast featuring the talkative trio with Tom Morton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey into the English language. A journey into the DNA of the English language. Really? The DNA of the English language. Now, that's a really quite a strong claim. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Who are you? You talking to me? You talking to me? You know who I'm talking to. I'm a school teacher. I teach English composition. Oh, really? Yes. So, Paul, introduce the, uh, the conversation. Go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast once again. Uh, we are sat outside once again in the terrace. And if I say in the terrace. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit in a terrace. That is incorrect grammatically. Uh, Only correct English. <laughs> at least in the first five minutes of, of an episode, please. Uh, Amber, you, you have a go. Go on. Um, we are at Luke's flat, sitting on his lovely sunny terrace with Luke and Paul and... Tom has joined us today. That's right. Usually we have, uh, in these sessions, we, we just have the uh, the thrilling three or the pod pals or the ch- tangential trio. Uh, but recently we had a comment from a listener called Olga, you might remember. She said, Luke, you, Paul and Amber are like a great power. You remind me of the Fantastic Four, but I think you need someone else for a complete set. So um, today... We do have a fourth member of the team joining us. His reputation precedes him, perhaps, because... Uh, I've heard this. I'm quite afraid. You just heard the voice of Tom Morton. Oh, yes. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Do you know that uh, you've, you've, your name has come up? I, I heard a rumour that I had been mentioned, what I don't uh. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know specifically in what context. I, I believe that references were made to horses... And to Dave Grohl. Dave horses. Grohl. Yeah. No horses. I, I don't know. I always no, feel Dave I Grohl. look a little bit like Dave Grohl had an affair with a horse. That's what, just something. And, and you're the and prod- I'm the offspring <laughs> of this unholy union. <laughs> but uh, isn't Tim Curry involved in that? I think he was watching. <laughs> Tim is a bit of a pervert in that respect. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you can imagine... Well, I don't ask you to imagine Dave Grohl at a horse in a stable. it. Like the clappers. No, I don't ask you to imagine that, but I do ask you to imagine uh, some kind of combination of Tim Curry, Dave Grohl, and a horse. But, you know, the finest thoroughbred horse. Oh, absolutely. I'd imagine. And yeah. uh, the Or result- you can just go to his actual website and just see what he actually looks like. Yeah, he doesn't look, <laughs> instead of I don't look like any of those if things. You're, <laughs> if you're looking for some sort of, you know, a horseman, like a... <laughs> You know, a centaur. A centaur. If you look, if you expect some sort of Harry Potter creature, a mystical animal, you're not going to get it, ladies and no. gentlemen. He is, uh, fortunately, just a, a normal human. Um, it's a lot easier to get up the stairs. It yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. So, anyway, welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to have you here. Now, Amber and Paul, what I thought that we could do is uh, sort of interrogate Tom mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode, just in order to... Well, he needs in- to go through the initiation ceremony exactly. process of uh, being on uh, Luke's English podcast. I mean, I had to go through it. Uh, Amber's been through yeah. it. And you you've know. showed me the scars. They are quite, quite impressive. They're yeah, awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horrific. Still, yeah, it's just basically my initiation process is just losing everything that we do. Yeah, <laughs> if we have a competition, I lose. That's you know, and I'm still not fully initiated. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, you haven't earned your stripes yet. No, it's only until I win a game that uh, I will be fully a part of the... Did you not win a game? I think you won one game. I don't remember Paul winning. No. What sort of games are we... I mean, is it Scrabble? Because uh, I don't feel that's a really radio-friendly game. It's not really, is no. it, Scrabble? No. No, no, it's... We've played a number of games. We have. You need to go back and listen to the episode, Tom. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Tommy. Seven you know, years worth. First initiation <laughs> qualification. You need to have at least listened to an episode because now all my listeners are going, well, he hasn't even bloody listened to an episode. I've, li- I've listened to, to, to various bits of episodes. Which, which um, I, I started listening uh, to the episode you did a few weeks back about uh, English jokes and Tim Vine. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Wonderful rambling exercise uh, from Luke talking around jokes. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. The irony, of course, jokes which are all just about one line, yes, really tight exactly. and you know. Luke, who yes. can make a one-liner a paragraph long, I think exactly. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> who, Luke, who turns five minutes of stand-up comedy into one hour and ten minutes of explanation <laughs> of the jokes, well, <laughs> which sometimes happens in the live shows, I, especially I, when Russians come in. <laughs> oh, don't go there. Actually, I've had a few comments about that Russian joke. People uh, going, "I love the ev- suddenly everyone loves." the Russian okay. joke now. We've got to explain it for Tom. Yeah. Only talk, talk, talk Tom doesn't know about the, the Russian joke. It took about five months for people to get the joke. So what, what, what happened was... Well, here, we go, here we go again, everyone. <laughs> is it, it's not on. take your time or can't I'm Russian. No? Okay, it wasn't more or less. So, that sort of yeah, more or less. Yeah. Luke's on stage at our show. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, we're English. Every Thursday at 8pm at, at the Pan Am Art Cafe. Yes. Anyway, Luke's on stage. Uh, he's starting off and about 15 minutes late, Two people walk in, and he'd been saying, oh, who are you? Where are you from? And all this kind of stuff. Oh, welcome to the show, new people. Where are you from? And they go, Russian. And he goes, oh, you weren't Russian to come and see the show, were you? Hey. Badum cha. The whole audience said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) He then had to explain it twice. Still nothing. And then we talked about it on the podcast, and then he received a couple of comments going, on the podcast, I don't understand the Russian joke. Talk- so we've <laughs> talked about it about ten times. I talked about it in 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 rather exacerbated, uh, exasperated uh, terms. I was like, like all upset about it, and then someone didn't get it, and then yes. but then you know now they do, and that's it, right? Because it's not be worth fair. it. It's not worth spending all that time on that joke. The, the pun is a very complicated thing to explain, anyway. I it mean, is. it's it's a quintessentially English way of joking about really? things. Really? French people love a pun. I think it's any... Yeah, but theirs aren't any good. Oh. Ooh. 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 I'm allowed to say that. I'm half He'll French. get letters. He's He'll got get the, letters. Tom, to be fair, has got the pass. He can, I have. He can yeah. make fun of the French without any uh, reprisals yeah. because he's half French. We're going to go into that later oh, oh, on. Okay. We'll right. delve deep into, into Tom the, Morton right. uh, later. <laughs> um, Being Tom Morton. Okay, yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> but um, no, the subject of puns. So yeah, talking about a five minute Tim Vine routine does take an hour and a half because, uh, you know, if, if you don't speak the language, then those puns are actually incredibly complicated. Yeah. And what a one line joke, the reason it's Ha, ha, you know the reason it's so powerful is because it contains within it so many layers and nuances of meaning that in order to untangle it and unpack it, you end up, you know, uh, with an hour of explanation. It's like it's like uh, <laughs> it's a, okay. Here's an analogy. It's like guts. Okay, it's like guts because the the the, the, the small intent under, we or an understand. Yeah. Okay, we you understand. understand that. Yeah, we understand. You understand yes. the way that the, yes, yeah, that this joke is yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that something can be contained in a small space, and if you take it all out, then it stretches out over the size of a tennis court. Feels like a Doctor Who reference now. Mm. It does, doesn't it? A little yes. bit obscure. But that's yeah. true. That is very true. Okay. Uh, so okay, you listened to the the, the uh, Tim Vine uh, episode. All right. I did. Now, um, so. Uh, Amber, Paul, I think we should just, uh, as part of the initiation of Tom into 
this episode of the podcast. I think we should just fire questions at him. Carpet bomb me. Just come on. Let's imagine that this is a job interview situation, and we are yeah. a panel of. We're recruiting him onto the. Well, it's it's a job interview. Okay. I feel like I'm, I'm joining a cult. You are, Tom. It feels, that, yes. That is exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Luke's English Podcast is a, a kind of a cult mm. in the best possible way, if that's possible. Uh, I think in the cult. same way that Wittertainment could be a yeah. cult, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's the job interview situation. Okay. Uh, Tom has just entered the, the room. Uh, hello, Tom. Hello, hello, Luke. Nice to have you here at the job interview. Thank you very Just, much. Uh, take, take a seat. Oh, you're already sitting I'll down. I'll sit on this chair. That's a good idea. Giving context for the listeners. Exactly, because Tom is now sitting on a on a chair. You can visualise. Has been since the beginning. That's it's right. It's a formica chair. It's a and, uh, yeah, very seventies. It is. Anyway, um, thanks for the comment about the the chair, Tom. <laughs> um, this is, at this job interview, that's not necessarily uh, uh, necessary. Not necessarily necessary. You can see that we like language here mm. at, at Luke's English Podcast. So. Um, well, uh, we're just going to fire questions at you. It's a job interview. That's what happens, isn't fire it? Fire away. Okay. Uh, just one thing you should know, that there's no pay in this job. Right. Okay. Um, so a lot like a lot of the jobs I do. Right. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, Amber, do you want to start? Have you got any questions? Um, why, Tom, are you uniquely qualified for this job? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me answer your question with a question. Go ahead. What exactly does this job entail? You mean you didn't do your research? I did a certain <laughs> amount of research, but I, I like to hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Are you calling me a horse? No, no. we're calling... Anyway, <laughs> I think we've already called we've Tom a horse. <laughs> called himself a horse. It's, uh, uh, mm. um, okay, so should we, should we, should we forget the, uh, the, uh, the contrived analogy. job, and the, well, job interview that, analogy? Well, that went downhill pretty quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, Luke's master plan now. Oh, let's do this job interview. Okay, one interview- question down. <laughs> Fuck it, let's stop doing it now. How about we talk about, like, let Tom tell us a bit about Tom. Tom, who are you? What are you doing here? Well, I'm a, I'm a journey. No, um, I, um, I've been living in Paris for 12 years, and um, I'm, I'm an actor. I think is the word that we're supposed to use to describe ourselves. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, I think to, the, to all intents and purposes, I'm permanently unemployed. Uh, and occasionally I, uh, I do films and theatre and things like that. I've been doing stand-up comedy with, well, you, you three, you know this, uh, but sort of for the, the, the listeners out there. Uh, and uh, I also do a lot of voice work. So I, I, I voice commercials and documentaries mm. and... Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so I make my living from talking nonsense. So I really feel I'm going to fit in beautifully here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny you tangential should, three. It's funny you should say that, Tom, that you do voiceover work. Oh, no. Because I've been on your website. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a little... Do you mind if I play one or no, two No, it depends which one, I, I don't, suppose. I don't know if there's any copyright infringement involved in playing uh, these. F- only if you start making money off it. So I think uh, we're okay. Uh... That's not likely. No. Well, uh, um, <laughs> no fear. Let's have sports promo. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Because yeah. that's, that's not a commercial one, is it? That's it's just a sample. It's, no, it's a sports promo. It's not, I don't think it's even a real one. It's not a real one. Okay, yeah. okay. So this is Tom doing a, a voiceover for a sports promo. Some sort of sports channel. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> a whole weekend of pure, solid, unadulterated sport for every Sky customer. If you don't already receive Sky Sports, you will for free. <laughs> You're watching Sky Sports. 
obviously that was uh, Sky Sports. The little pr- little free promo for Sky Sports yeah, on the podcast. I'm sure they'll be very very uh, grateful. Okay, what's your favourite one? Oh gosh, I think my favourite ones are always the ones for um, for cosmetics and for perfume. All right, uh, mm. because they are you, they're the ones where you have to sound most mysterious and, in <laughs> my opinion, ridiculous. So there's there's one there for a, a, a perfume where. You sort of talk very close to the microphone. Is that L'Oreal Revitalift? Oh, God, no, that's awful. There's an angel one, um, isn't there? There's an angel one. Angel's pretty good. Angel, angel, angel 25. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, let's have a listen one. to Angel 25. This is Tom Morton yeah. uh, doing a voiceover. There's a lot of, of music at the top of it. So. Oh, yeah, that's All right. true. Scan through it, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Scan through some of the music. Otherwise, you're going to get Eva Mendes singing. That's not me. Tom, your voice is wonderful. <laughs> that is why I make a living from this. Of your mind. Angel, the odor toilette, Cherry Mugler. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. My favourite, though, What's of your yours. Favorite, I mean, I must admit, I've not listened to them all. I'm slightly worried. You've, you've listened to a lot of this but, stuff. Uh, well, it was uh, just, you know, I got here early. Um, but the uh, you did one for Radio 4. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Well, those and were me having I, fun. Those aren't even real. I, oh, are they not? No. Oh, and I, I, I love, just took the BBC, I love Radio uh, 4. Let's, have, let's, let's listen to Tom's Radio 4 link. There, yeah, there are a couple of... Um, Joke ones in there as well. So this is not a real one. This is just you sort of. But like it could be a real fun. one. Having it some it fun. might as well be. Okay, I let's know. let's have a listen to the radio falling. You're listening to BBC Radio Four. Coming up next, Mark Lawson introduces Front Row. But first, we join Sarah Reynolds for the news and weather. Very and good. Tom, did you want to say uh, introduce his you new know, front row, and he'll be reviewing the fantastic film slash theatre piece with Tom Morton in it? <laughs> that would have been that very self-referential, <laughs> uh, and y- the answer is yes, uh, I, definitely. I think mm. front row. But is I, the I best will probably program. end up doing some some links for Luke's English podcast, which I think will be yeah, the okay. most BBC. Go on, give us a Luke's English podcast. Oh then. yeah. Let me see. Do you, want, uh, do you want any music in the background? Oh, please, yes. Yeah, you've got to have the jingle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me the jingle. Right, that's the jingle. jingle you've put together. All right, okay, okay. No, I've, I've got the, the just the, the original instrumental one. version of that jingle here somewhere. Um, let me just yeah, find it. I tried it. doing this and it failed. <laughs> let me just find that for you. Okay, here we go. Hola, bienvenidos a Lux English Podcast. Todos los días. It's not that one. I want this oh, one. I could have definitely done that it's one. It's just about 15 seconds, all right? Okay. Hello, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Learning English with laughter. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah. It's going to keep that. Yeah, that was good. I actually do the intro to my show. I asked Tom um, <laughs> and Luke, I was doing a podcast about Versailles, and I, I asked um, Tom and Paul, sorry, to be kings, Louis, various Louis. They had like a little tiny thing to say. And then when I got to the studio and they were cutting them, they're like, ooh, that one's good. You know, for you, I think Louis the 14th. I was someone very regal and pretentious, yes. And they were like, ooh, that's good. And then we had to re-record. Really? You had to, you had to re-record Paul. Didn't sound kingly enough. They no, said. I've got a young voice apparently. Too young. Today you I don't. Do. I've, got a sore, I've got a sore throat. But um, you have a, y- a young face as well. Yeah. Well, we talked I'd, about that last week. They every time really? I've, yeah. I've a been, lima or something. He's got no. He's got naive eyes. That's oh right. yeah, that was it. Doe eyes. Take the glasses off and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take the glasses it's off. Okay, it's radio. It Let down take, your hair. You're beautiful. That's my Superman thing. It's like, oh hi. No one will recognise me in the street. Take the glasses off and then. Just put them back on. Just <laughs> the bigger um, ones. Uh, okay, who wants? Who else wants to do a voiceover? Uh, 
Paul, do you want to try one? Go for it. In English? Yeah, I'll do it in English. Yeah, in English, yeah. You can do one in French if you like. Um, oh, uh, just give you, I'm going to give you a random uh, jingle, completely randomly selected. You ready? You just say some stuff. I don't know. What are you advertising? Luke's English podcast? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Funny times on the balcony with Luke. <laughs> nice. I didn't realise the jingle was going to go on for that long. You didn't tell me that <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you. Um, so, Amber? Oh, um, what, I kind of, what kind of thing do you want? Uh, I oh, don't know. You give her the choice. Don't give me the choice. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think that we should have something kind of... Uh, Some dubstep. I think we should have Amber, maybe something like this. I'm not sure what this is going to be like, but uh, let's... let's. Oh, I can't think of something to say. Uh, have you thought of uh, anything yet? Uh, not really. I'll just see what comes about, out. Talk about Luke's... Yeah, you just don't think, just speak. Okay, That's my then. philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Taking language and doing unusual things with it. And ripping off Nora Jones songs as well. Yeah. That's not Nora Jones. It sounds exactly it sounds like... so Nora uh, Jones-ish. What's the, what's the song? Don't, uh, know, don't why. know Why I Didn't Come. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, <laughs> don't blame me. That's just... Uh, you know, blame Steve Jobs. Oh, is that an Apple loop? Frankly, it's an Apple loop. I blame it on the boogie. What, is, and that's what it. are those that you're playing? These are all... Uh, garage band loops. Garage band royalty-free jingles. How do you even jingles. find them? I just... They, Where they, are they? They were just on my... I've been looking for these. I can't in, find them. You can loop. search for them on your computer. I've <laughs> looked. Yeah. Oh, have you got a Mac? Yeah. How old is it? It's not that old. Does Luke's English podcast also do a sort of Mac support service? Because there seems to be. Maybe, yeah, a little bit. When I'm on it, I need help. I'm looking for a podcast jingle. And it's right. very hard. Just well, maybe the listeners jingles. would like to put something together and send it in yeah. for Amber. I mean, sure. is that Amazing. something? No, that's something that do we, we have could some be done? technologically astute people sh- in in Podland? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you um, new competition, have, if you've got any good jingles out there for Amber, because yeah. she needs a what's the project? Can you tell us? It is a podcast about Paris. Okay, it's like a history podcast, it's like right? A history podcast. I'm sensing accordions. No. Some guitar. It's kind of about like unusual kind of things that happened in Paris. Something like something like this. No. That's like a news thing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And now, (laughs) could you put your microphone to that? Because I want to do a thing on that. Okay. Okay. This is the economics podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at money and uh, not just looking at it, picking it up, counting it, counting it, playing with it, and then ultimately spending it uh, on uh, pizzas. Welcome to the Economy Podcast. Economics Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Spontaneity is so tough. I love it. It really is. It's But you're right, you know, a jingle is important, even if it's just a few seconds. Well, that's one of the things. It kind of sets the tone. I often get asked to do uh, for TV channels or radio stations um, what we call bumpers. Mm. And the bumpers are just little introductions between two shows. So if you're enjoying blah, 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 then stay tuned because it's up again next. That sort of thing. We, and you have to t- do that massively irritating voice. Hey, right. everything's really exciting. Uh-huh. Have you ever had to sell, you know, you know, in those shops that uh, sell stuff for the kitchen and things, have you ever had to sell one of those knives that can cut through a shoe? 
You know, you know the ones I mean? <laughs> With the new Mega Knife, you can now cut through two shoes at the same time. Now, if your shoes are really, really getting on your nerves, take it out on a shoe with a Mega Knife. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Because if you buy a Mega Knife, and so on and so on. If you buy a Mega Knife, we'll give you another Mega Knife free, because actually, it's worth half the value that you thought it was. <laughs> and frankly, we can't sell these. We, I can't even give them away. I know that no one out there actually needs to cut a shoe, but you... Let, let's try and convince you that you do. Why are they always trying to make us I've buy knives that are cut shoes? I think it's, shoe, it's to no. replace, you know, you, you've got a pair of shoes you like. You don't want to commit to sandals, but it's, it's the summer. If you, it's like like you, fresh air. you can cut through dry leather, so why not? It can cut through wet meat, is yeah. what they're trying to do say. Do you need a knife that's going to. body? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, you cut through steak. You know, it's like, oh, oh let's sorry. It's the, the knife is so powerful, not only will it cut through steak that's raw, it will cut through cooked dry leather. Maybe they only sell these mm. in England. I must no, admit, I've seen I've, one market. Really? Yeah, in Paris. I, I've not seen the. the I don't thing think I'm watching shoes. the same. If you walk around Paris, there are in some of the marché in Paris. You've got chaps actually doing the demonstration. Do they cut a shoe? Yes. No. I've seen it happen. Really? No way. They don't just use the video. They're putting me out of work. They are doing it themselves. (gasps) Wow. And there are just dead, beheaded shoes everywhere. Just half a shoe. Half a shoe. What a waste of a good half a shoe. An old woman could live in that. Yeah, Yeah, with all of her children. With all of her children. And then they could write a rhyme about it. Hmm. Because that was a reference to a rhyme that uh, my <laughs> listeners... Uh, did. What's the Old Mother Hubbard? No, no she lived in a cupboard, didn't she? Right. No, Old Mother oh, no, Hubbard she went, went to the, to the yeah. cupboard. Yeah. And it was bare. And who lived in a shoe then? Um, there was an old there woman. There was an old woman. Well, there was old, yeah, shoe. she was just an old woman. There was an old woman we who lived in a... We don't know her name. Right. Just she had so many children, she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So there was, an, there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. And then, a, and then we came so along and cut that shoe in half. <laughs> <laughs> because now that's the Conservative government <laughs> window tax on shoes. There right. we go. Yes. A little bit of politics uh, there, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Luke's English podcast. Touching all bases. <laughs> uh, quite literally touching all the bases there on... Uh, on the podcast this afternoon. So, Tom, voiceover artist, you've Indeed. done you've done uh, a number of these different things that we just heard of there. You also voiced uh, the the Mini Cooper advert. Is that right? I I did. Yes, if I still do occasionally. Can you can you give us a blast of the Mini Cooper? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, the weird thing about that one is I ended up voicing both the Queen, really, and and her uh, her esteemed servant. Uh, and so uh, I find myself having a conversation with myself. So I could I get maybe Paul to to be the Queen. No, no, it was just, the, I think you were just pointing at me because we were talking about the Queen. It's yeah, the Queen's it's birthday today, everyone. Oh, birthday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> birthday, Queen's and birthday. We've got, birthday. We've got an inn, an We have to all inn. stand, don't we? Do we? No. Do we have to stand and sing the national anthem? No, we don't. No, Do we I don't think anyone would appreciate anthem? that. Like one thing that my listeners should know is that in the U- that we're, we're not quite as sort of patriotic or reverential about the royal family as, as many people expect us to be in the UK. Or as many other people are. Like, you know, mm. more people like the Queen than we do, I think. Right, like... Yeah. Um, and they're welcome to her. Yeah. 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 You know, well... There <laughs> <laughs> you go. You want a bit of Queen? There you go. There she is. <laughs> You're welcome sh- to her. We can cut the shoe off or... That's the whole right. thing. That's right. We've got plenty of monarchy to spare. We could cut you off a chunk if you want. Uh, anyway, um, so, so it is the Queen's birthday today. There, we were going to talk about that, but um, just before we do go on to the Queen, and you know, before we come on to the Queen, as it were, and talk about the royal family a little bit. Um, <laughs> 
Tom, you were talking about a voiceover job you did yes. for Mini, which, which involved Her Majesty's uh, yes. voice. Go on. Speaking a little bit like this. Hello. Hello. Yes. And Your Majesty. And the, the, the servant coming and going, Your Majesty, Your Majesty, the situation is absolutely terrible. I hear that they're going to be selling Mini Coopers to the French. Yes, James, I'm afraid so, but... It's the crisis. The economic crisis demands it. You've got his website out, isn't it? I think it's, it's in French. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, if you go to, if you go to France, so it's the Queen, Queen speaking, speaking French. French. And then it's With an English oh, accent. Mini Dockins. Which is funny mini because she's yeah. German. It's in French. Yes. All right, all right. She probably does speak French. Vous avez accepté qu'on propose la mini Docklands avec jante en alliage, volant sport et le climatisation manuelle pour seulement 15,790 euros. Yes. Mais Majesté, de plus en plus de Français vont pouvoir conduire une mini. I have to. We have to translate. We do. We do. Because yes. this is Luke's English podcast. So, well, that's that was the actual one you heard. So you were just going to. That was the real thing. Yeah. So yes. you can just do the rest in English. I, I I don't remember the rest of it. It was, it was a long time ago. I, mean, I was more young. Or less. I needed the. Uh, but essentially, it was uh, the, the the Queen being informed that uh, the French were going to be able to afford to drive Mini Cooper cars, which the English were feeling quite strongly about and didn't like the idea of at all. And the Queen explaining that, yes, but that's just because the economic crisis is such that we have no choice. We need to lower our standards. Ironically, it's a German German company. So. Well, yeah. she's just, so, but, but, then, a bit, a bit well, but the Queen is German anyway, That's so true. it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Controversial. It is. It, I yeah. didn't realise Philip was a third cousin. Yeah. Philip, Prince yeah. Philip, her husband That's is yeah. Prince third, Philip to you. Her third cousin. Yeah. And he's Greek. It, and I had to Google what third cousin meant because I didn't. What mean, does what does third cousin mean then, Paul? So basically, <laughs> the way it, the I mean, first it's, two it's long. It's just Google and Wikipedia third cousin. Can't be asked. He's, he's a relation. What the hell? That's actually what, he, what she said. So, so you just said no to that request, didn't you? I was <laughs> yeah, like, explain, explain no. what a third cousin no. is. And Paul's no. Like, no. I can't it's, be bothered. It's basically the, the relationship. I'm not interested. That, oh, it's, I just yeah, don't care. Matter. I don't want, family, I don't want him to explain either. They're it's such a boring question. All right. They're related. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is this something oh, that happens? Ganging up. We're Fucking hell. You've unleashed a demon. We all thought you were so nice, Amber, with your lovely voice, and now you're telling me that... No, I don't want to hear. You don't want to hear what a third cousin is. I want to hear more about the Queen's birthday. I want to hear the Queen's voice done by Tom. I want to hear about the birthday. It is today my 90th birthday. Uh, It's not really my birthday today, because I'm I'm a queen, so I have two birthdays. Um, Why do you have two birthdays, Your Majesty? Because I'm the queen. I can do what I like. And uh, so I celebrate the, the official birthday... And then later in the year, I celebrate uh, my real birthday. So I today's get twice as your many b- actual birthdays today, Queenie. I'm 90. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking this up. Go on then, Paul. What's, explain this. If, if Amber's we, all right with it, we don't mind. As, as long as Amber agrees. Is it less complicated than third Just uh, look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I can't be asked. Find out loud. No. So the great podcast. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. So you want to learn English? Just look it up on Wikipedia. That's not hard. That's the end of the podcast. Good night. It's not difficult. No, the Queen's actual birthday is today. She's actually 90 today, but her official Looking birthday good. is in J- June. Uh, and the reason they, she has two birthdays uh, is because the weather in England is shit. And so <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, back when they started doing this in 17-whatever, the king at the time, his birthday was in November. And so they were like, well, why don't you celebrate it in June when the weather's going to be better? He went, all right, cool. And since then, every monarch has had two birthdays. Right. Their real birthday and then the one where the English people come out with their flags and go, Woo! Uh 
Is that what they do? That's how we sing happy birthday. When <laughs> <laughs> the queen comes out, we just go, we're too drunk because we don't know the words. You never celebrated a royal anything. Mm. No. Marriage, funeral, otherwise. Well, I was born when Prince Charles married Lady Diana. I mean, that was... As that a result. You were born. It was my fault. No. Um, I was born on the day they got married. And really? I, I like to think that I, I lasted slightly better uh, than they then... did. <laughs> well, he's still around. Yep. Have you never She's participated not. in a royal event? Well, I mean, I, I, I haven't. There was a streaking incident, wasn't there? Um, <laughs> let's not talk about that now. <laughs> I may. Well, I, I don't think I celebrated a royal event, but I have been in. I've watched stuff on the TV. Does that count? Uh, what do you mean? You, I watched Kate and Williams. Did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Uh, just because it was, it was happening and I was in the middle of a training session at Apple and it was lunchtime. I was like, oh, I'll just turn the TV on. And it was fun. It was just fun uh, to, okay. to see I, the... I quite enjoy the spectacle of watching royal stuff happening. Like the, How the, awkward it is. The, yeah. w- the, the wedding was quite a good spectacle, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah, it you know, great. I didn't watch it. I, uh, that um, was my second royal wedding that I watched. Yeah, you watched the... I which watched one? Fergie. Right, waving like a crazy person from the car. That dress. Mm. And then she joined the Black Eyed Peas, which nobody <laughs> saw coming. <laughs> Had no, no idea. <laughs> Who knew? I, I went to that. I also went to Diana's funeral. You, mean you, you went, went to, to Diana's funeral? You know, they had a big procession in London. Oh, yeah, oh sorry, I thought you were invited, yeah. you were saying. No, I wasn't at the graveside. But you actually um, went into the city and... Well, I was living in London at the time. Right, right. right. And uh, I, remember, I remember where I was when Diana died. Where were you? I was in a club called G.A.Y., <laughs> I know the owner of that. Do you? It doesn't exist anymore. What were you doing? Yeah, there? Just dancing. I was dancing. Right. And what happened? It's like stop the music. There's been a. There's, uh, the, the Princess Diana is, uh, has been involved in a car crash. Uh, good night. Well, it was she no. Was a we were le- as we. She was a gay icon. So as we were leaving, um, we the boys on the coat check said. One of them said to us, "Diana's dead," and someone else said, "Diana who?" And my friend said, "Well, it's not Diana Ross." That <laughs> 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 was pretty quick. And yeah. then we left, and London. So it was about five in the morning. And everyone was talking about it, you know, bus drivers and in coffee shops and everyone was just, there was this sort of real community spirit. Everyone mm. was having a sort of, couldn't believe it, couldn't mm. believe it was true. So it stuck with me. I was too young, really. Yeah. My dad woke yeah. me up to tell me and I looked at him and went, why? Uh-huh. Why did you tell me that? I was sleeping. Mm. It, it may be worth establishing here that, uh, like, what? okay, here's a question. What do people in the UK actually think about Diana? And sub-question... Is it what like many people around the world might expect? Because people mm. seem to have the idea that we all universally love Diana and that we all universally love the royal family. Uh, is that true? Do we? Do, you know, was everyone uh, really shocked about Diana's death? What's the general feeling about that? I don't know. I was too young. Yeah, well, I okay. think people are shocked about Diana's death because obviously she's a public figure, but she had two young sons. It was very sad to see William and Harry sort of crying right. and. The funeral went past and there was, you know, to mum or something. I mean, it was very, very sad. I mean, that's sad and that's sad for everyone. But what was curious about her funeral was this sort of hysterical mass hysteria. I mean, she was a public figure and people like liked her, but it didn't seem very British. Oh. Okay, well, also, well, wasn't the, I watched that. a French documentary the other day about the Queen. The other day, it was a couple of weeks ago, about how she was, uh, she got, uh, she got, was slammed in the in the British press and by the British public because she didn't do, say anything or yeah, do anything. Yeah, she didn't issue a statement for quite yeah. some time. 
and then eventually it's it, the way the French documentary put it like eventually through pressure she was like oh I guess I have to say it's very sad she went out and said it's sad and then left and it, but it, that was like a low point in the she Queen's thought it was a private thing. matter you see that yeah. like uh, you know she uh, that Diana died and uh, for the from the point of view of the Queen it was a private family matter and so they were grieving privately and the rest of the country was like when's the Queen gonna say but something they, they, and I she didn't say something for ages mm. and then after eventually she was like forced Prodded. out there prodded by Tony Blair, by Tony Blair. like um, I think really uh, mom you ought to speak about this and uh, so she's like um, I've been told that I have to speak to uh, the country about the Queen and it's a private matter but we're all very upset thank you good morning yeah and well didn't she and that was the, the French documentary made it out <laughs> that she hated they hated each other well, I mean, Diana there was a the film of a few years back um, by Stephen Frears, I think, called The Queen, which really did... Oh, with, I mean, uh, Helen Mirren. with Helen Mirren. And that was very much the central premise and plot of the oh, film. Was was it it, I didn't it takes it. place in the immediate aftermath of Diana's death okay. and deals with... And it looks at how the Queen dealt or failed to deal and address the, um, the situation. Um, and, yeah, there is very much, as Luke was saying, that feeling that it was a private matter and that they, it was not British, as Amber said, to go out and issue stint statements about this sort of thing because it was a personal family matter. But, but there was really a demand. enjoying that kind of painting the Queen as like a villainous, Absolutely. sort of wicked woman who hated Diana. They were all against her and Diana was a sort of, you know, doe-eyed creature there well, that was amongst certainly these what she set herself up as yeah i mean she was a master of you know marketing or you know hmm. public relations yeah public feeling but yeah. so 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 yeah okay I mean, it's certainly my, my own feelings on the matter i mean I, I was relatively young when it happened too but i do i think i remember feeling the same sort of thing i feel whenever a celebrity dies whoever that celebrity is is a sort of mass hysteria unfurls and these days we have Facebook and things like that which add to that hysteria and the communication happens that much faster mm. and um, we seem as a society to get upset about the uh, the passing of complete strangers yeah. in a way which I continue to find a little bit baffling it's you know, I think it depends on 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 like if they've had an Im- like an impact on you or you know like the the Victoria Wood who's just yeah. passed away like British, I, I, British comedian British Victoria comedian, Wood yeah I don't know I've never I, I don't really know who she is so for me it's like a it, you know it, uh, but a lot of people do and a lot of people respected her comedy and and I think that you know what if you're uh, if you're in the limelight you're in the limelight which means that uh, a certain amount of people follow what you do and whatever those certain amount of people that, that are your fans or whatever if something happens to you then they feel uh, you know, uh, it's like when Steve Jobs died. You know, there were the mm. people that that you know went to all the Apple stores and dropped all the the, the post-it notes and like the flowers and stuff like that because you know whether they had Apple products or whatever and they just respected his vision of of life and they used the products. And then there was the other people who you know used uh, Android and were against Apple who were like, oh, why is everyone you know crying about Steve Jobs when some other person just died and no one gives a, a shit. Yeah, it goes yeah. back to the same thing, like, it's the same argument of, like, when the attacks in Paris happened last year, everyone was like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking, everyone changed their flag on Facebook, but no one changed their flag for the stuff that was happening in Beirut at right. the same time. Mm. And it's just, it, for me, the the, the, the the thing that angers me, it's like, well, that's like, for me, the people... Like complaining about that is the same people. You might as well complain about the fact that the the week that Star Wars came out, all the media were talking about Star Wars in December. Yet there were twenty other films that came out on the same day. No one cared. You know, it's <coughs> it's you. 
I guess you talk about what what impacts you as a person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I suppose so. So yeah. if you if you generally hate one of the like if if people hated Diana, they were like, well, why is everyone crying? Mm. Doesn't make sense. Well, I never, I didn't hate Diana at all. I just, I think fundamentally, and this is sort of probably where I was trying to go with this, is I just don't care. Yeah. Um, and I think there is, as Paul was saying earlier, this notion that you know the world is obsessed with the British royal family mm-hmm. in a way which a huge number of British people don't com- quite understand. Yeah. Um, I, I think certainly they like them despite themselves. What, the Brits? I don't know. Yeah, you know, people think that they don't care, but then you do a little bit. My personal feeling is that uh, uh, I'm sort of okay with having the, the monarchy. I do. I ha- you saw, of course, I've got a picture of the bloody you queen do. on the wall. Yeah, you've put it back up. You took it down. And then yeah, because we changed the shelving unit oh, okay. and there was a space on the wall. Yes, I saw that. And there was a hook <laughs> there. there. Was a I was like, well, I might as well put this back up. But I do have <laughs> it's a, where it belongs. So I've got a picture of the queen on the wall, right? Uh, and <laughs> What's so fresh. What's but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, that's... Is, is it ironic? Like it's ironic, yeah. Is, well, is it ironic? Well, not completely ironic, no. <laughs> it's not actually, because, it's, again, it's not, as, not as simple as just like, hey, let's put a picture of the Queen on the wall, that'll be funny. It's actually the, the picture itself, I think, is a nice picture. And also, it's, nice picture. it's from, like, 1952... So she was looking pretty good. And she's looking mm-hmm. pretty good. And also just <laughs> the picture itself and the frame and the, the way it's been printed, the print quality and all that sort of thing. It's more like pop art for me rather than um, some statement of a political opinion, mm. you know? That so certainly is a very good way of explaining no, why you have a picture of the Queen in your family. And fan. that <laughs> picture has been on the wall in uh, my family's house since I was a kid, you know? Oh, okay. So it's, just it's, like it's got an it's emotional nice attachment. Right, okay. Um, but it's not a political statement. No, but it is a nice picture. But just coming back to what Paul said, you know, I think people do get very upset about these public figures, and it's true. It's, it's because it touches their life. It, it's a way about it's a way of people expressing an emotion, you know, about themselves. Mm. And in the same way, people are upset about Diana or about David Bowie. It's not so much the person. Of course, we don't know those people. I mean, I wasn't really upset about either of them it's more about a a way to express emotion sadness you know people that have been part of your life or or perhaps mean something to you or could mean something to you or who accompanied perhaps a specific moment in your life yes exactly and so it's it's not it's not i'm sad that david bowie the person is necessarily dead i mean obviously that's sad you know but he led a very good life it's more what he He, represented yeah yeah, the good time so and same for victoria wood same for any public figure. And also, I suppose, there's something about collective experience, isn't there? Mm. That uh, when yeah. someone, like such a high-profile person like that, that uh, for one reason or another, people are moved by, you know, because they accompanied them through certain moments in their life or they feel sympathy towards the plight of that person for whatever reason. Everyone actually experiences that together. And so when a person dies, first of all, there's the, the, the weird feeling of uh, loss, which is a mysterious thing and difficult to understand if you actually care about that person for whatever the reason. And and then also everyone else is sort of sharing it too. So you, we do end up with this collective sort of behaviour, mm. like all these people who uh, left flowers on the gates of Buckingham Palace, mm. which was extraordinary when, when Diana died. So Very yeah. out of character, as, uh, as Amber was saying. Yeah, not, not very British, as you said. Um, mm. yeah. but, and, and I think that's something that, that did actually shock the royal family, that they, they suddenly realised, oh my God, uh, there's more to this than just being in the bloodline of the royal family. Yeah. That, that we have to think about the way that Diana used um, publicity 
uh, and managed her image. Mm. And in fact, since then, have, yes. since then, they have actually started to, to you know, uh, manage their public image a lot more successfully. And the younger generation, you know, that Diana's yeah, William kids... William is particularly good, is it? Yeah, yes. Di- Diana's kids, William and, and Harry, and now Kate as well, um, yeah. are all excellent at sort of uh, the public relations stuff. It's we, we sound a bit cynical talking about the royal family as a marketing machine. I mean, what do they but really but, do? But of course, but of course they, they are. And I think <coughs> that... Um, uh, most Brits probably are fully aware of what the royal family really is, that it's essentially a sort of a hangover from a an old uh, system and that uh, they don't actually have any power. And that's exactly why uh, they're, they're, you know, that's 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 one of their strengths, that they don't have any executive power at all. And if they did had it have any influence, then we'd probably get rid of them. If they started trying to use, throw their orb about wait around yeah Yeah, then yeah then they they probably wouldn't last very long like if when the queen dies when the queen dies which is you know it's probably a sad thing to talk about on her birthday but she is 90 (laughs) after all i hope they've made some provisions yeah well well, when she dies and she will despite the fact that god has been saving her all of these years (laughs) um when she when she does go then um she'll be replaced by by charles or if all goes according to plan so it'll be, you know, the Queen is dead, long live the King. And then we'll get Charles, and that's interesting because what's he going to do? Because he's, he's known for expressing his opinions on things, yes. isn't he? And the, the, one of the reasons the Queen is so popular is because she's never expressed a political opinion in her... In you know, public. In, in public. There has been suggestions that she's, mm-hmm. suggest, you know, she's uh, expressed her views on Europe and stuff in the past, but we don't know if it's true. But that's the only reason she's been there for that time is that she's kept herself discreet Um, perhaps if charles just sticks to commenting on organic biscuits (laughs) as as he likes to do then we should be okay so he tends to stick his uh, his opinions tend to stick to things like the environment and stuff a lot which i think is not necessarily such a terrible thing for him to to wade in on i think perhaps international politics may be a little outside his remit uh, and certainly economics perhaps beyond what he really should be Mm. Well, I mean, I think the the thing that's interesting is just a thought that I thought about now. Like, there's a couple of people on my Facebook, notably like my dad's friends, who like hate the Queen and hate the monarchy and hate all this stuff that we're British taxpayers are paying, blah blah blah, and we're all losing out. At the end of the day, though, I think what's what's what that's contributing to is basically the country has a has an image, right? The whole country, the UK, has this image, and, and the Queen's the head of that image. And if she has a positive image then it, you know tourists love the thing they come in they buy british stuff or they come to england as tourists and then eventually essentially the country gains from it um well there's so a, it's, it's there's a it's, huge commercial uh, machine i mean I, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world it's probably quite similar but in france you the number of shops um where you can buy stuff to decorate your home yeah and it's all union jacks queen's head pillar boxes and all sorts of quintessentially british things people in france and i think probably in the u.s and various other places are very enamored of that um, heritage of the swinging 60s and all that definitely so. but i mean if it's kitsch and it's sort of fetish and they don't have any mm. real power but it is also a sort of chunky clunky unfair institution mm-hmm. when the queen dies i think there'll be serious consideration to how can you dismantle this sort of juggernaut which you know yes it does bring in tourism and i think that is very interesting Versailles, the plenty of tourists go there. There doesn't need to be a king. Yeah. Let's get rid of the monarchy and open up these these buildings. Like I, I, I can't imagine that would happen. But I, they really, uh, it's embarrassing. It's a little bit embarrassing to be honest. Yeah, it's it's certainly embarrassing when the Duke of Edinburgh 
talks. Yes, well, that should never be allowed. <laughs> because he has got a history of making obscenely racist remarks without yeah. even noticing. Yeah. But then he's 95. Yeah, well, is that an excuse? Years, 95 year olds yeah, I know yeah, I mean, anyone's make very granny. racist I mean, if remarks. If you let your grandparents talk in any sort of. They are going to say embarrassing things. Well, yes. Addie's grandmother, right, she was 95. There we go. Uh, and. She was racist, but at the same time, she was a teenage, like she was eighteen during the war. Do you know what I mean? So she's allowed to be, in a sense, like it's not like she's travelled since, and you know she grew old, and she, you know, when you've lived through something as shocking as that, but it's just you, know, you look at what was acceptable at a certain time. If you look at sort of comedy from yeah. even. Well, yeah. I don't know, like th- we're talking about Victoria Wood. So thirty years ago, you know, she's a contemporary of Benny Hill. I mean, it seems phenomenal that that kind of comedy. So Benny Hill, he sort of basically is a dirty old man. He's a chases, he's chases a, women. He's a pervert, around. right? Yes. Uh, I can guarantee that right at this moment, some people are listening to this going, "But we love, but I love Benny Hill because a lot of people, you yeah. know, Benny Hill was in, was exported around the world. He was well, we, because we didn't want him in England, so <laughs> we uh, we shipped him out along with along with Mr. Bean. It's like Benny Hill, Mr. Bean. These are and Monty Python to an extent, but mm. I, I'm, I'm much more proud of Monty Python. I think Monty yeah, Python was not embraced in quite the same way abroad as, oh, as Benny Hill. I don't know. Uh, well, not on the same scale. Well, there's I six mean. of them. It's harder to embrace <laughs> them in the same way. Long arms. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, what's Look, I'm sorry for making a gag, but we did just talk about racism and war. So yeah. you know, let's Death, bring it back down to the queen. Let's bring it um, back down to the banalities of uh, puns, shall we? Yes. Anyway. Anybody got a fart gag? They want to throw in at this point. Uh, if you could do a sound effect, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That would be a perfect. Uh, uh, well, add in a sound effect like, of a fart. Like a sort of I, I sort don't of have a fart sound effect. On uh, hand. I've got. Uh, what have I got? I've got this. It's like a sort of booing crowd. Mm. That seems appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, um, maybe I don't know. Too long. You've had some serious beans. If that's. That was far too long. I thought that was going to be like a little... Ba-dum-ba-dum. No. Yeah, but um, tish but it wasn't. I think the moment's passed. It has. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, well, that was question one. <laughs> um, what do you do? Right? And he's a voiceover artist and <laughs> the royal family and stuff. Yes. And racism. Uh, for, for question two, tune into part two of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we go 45 minutes now. Um, you didn't right. say you wanted a concise answer. Uh, uh, no, well, there's no such thing as a concise answer no. on, on Luke's English podcast. Um, okay, all right. So, fine, fine, fine. Anything to report? From life? Yeah, just from general life. Right. Yeah. What happened this week? It's been a week, hasn't it? It's... But yes, it's been a week. It's but I mean, it's since it's these two were on the podcast, last, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anything? Uh, anything happened to you in the last week? Can you remember? Remember? Hugo's learned a new word. What did he learn? What word. Well, he has been saying like his favourite word has been car for a long time. So he just walks. You see a lot of them. In yeah, I know. Uh, mummy, mummy, car, car. Yes, I can see. Mummy, car, car, and mummy, car. So I was pleased but dismayed to find out that his new word is pigeon. Uh. <laughs> also, as many mummy pigeon, pigeon. <sighs> yep. Yeah, it's going to be a That's long nice. week, isn't it? Pigeon and car. Pigeon car. Pigeon yeah. car. Car. Pigeon. Mummy. Pigeon now, if car. If you put them together, pigeon driving a car. Pigeon car. Well, he hasn't got verbs yet. Oh, mm. right. He's just got nouns. Is that right? Mm. He does have a few expressions. He can say, uh, "Where are you?" Pretty good. And uh, I don't know. Okay. That's it. Right. Okay, so so he's got some full sentences. Kind of. Yeah. Not very long ones, but they'll get the job done. Yeah, they, they're, they're yeah. pretty important ones. 
Uh, and uh, so other than that, it's just the punchy sort of nouns then, is it mainly? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right then. Uh, fine, good. That's Paul, it. have you learned any new words <laughs> in the last week? He's Googling Have I learned now. any new words? Um... You knew pigeon already. I, yeah, pigeon was fairly common. I think I had that one down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I struggle with the pronunciation because the spelling's a little bit different, but I, I, I got Tom, that one you down. Sh- you should know that we often make fun of Paul because there's, there's this myth going around that he doesn't know any words. And obviously, it's just a myth. Uh, I'm just trying I, to figure yeah. out. You, I'm going to move because Are you I'm, warm? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll switch I'm with you. baked. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm no longer sun. my usual white. Tom has moved out of the sun oh. and into the shade and is oh. being replaced by Paul, who's now uh, sitting in the sunshine. Bravely. And is going to spontaneously combust Because shortly. we should probably mention that... Uh, uh, is Tom ginger? Ooh, um, there's definitely... Um, he's as ginger as I am. Get you. So that's so he's, yes. He's a yeah, it's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, th- I think of you as more of a strawberry blonde. It's yeah. a nice way of saying well, uh, yeah. ginger. Isn't ginger. It? Okay. Well, Paul is right. definitely blonder than I am, I think. He's got more of a ginger beard than I, I have. Do, well, it's just because yes. you've got more of a beard than me. Oh, yes. I think he's, he's a, a redder, in, a redder more tone. Intense. It's a more intense Van yes. Gogh kind of red. area. <laughs> 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 anyway, Paul. Yeah, nothing to report. Really? No, just it's been, been emotional. getting on stage. Yeah. The last couple of, the last week. That's it. Okay. All right, and you you released a new episode of your podcast I on did. Monday. I did. Uh, was that this Monday? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah, Monday. It was. Yeah. I don't even remember what I talked about. I'm kind of like you in those. I just talk rubbish for <laughs> thirty minutes, and I don't even have a jingle at the beginning <laughs> or the end. So there's not even what? like there's not even any no music jingle. to it. It's just we all no, I just, uh, you just some jingles. We need some jingles. No, I don't want jingles. Like I don't. Really? Want, I don't need jingles. Are you sure? Yeah. Come on, let's sort you out the jingle. No, no. All right, I'm going to do you a jingle right, right now. Okay. Tom can do the voiceover. Absolutely. Wait. Um, I do, do you want to do the voiceover for Paul's, Paul's, Paul's jingle? Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's just randomly select a jingle. All right. Here we go. Go. You're listening to Becoming a Comedian with Paul Taylor of Paul Taylor Comedy. Olay. That was pretty good. Not bad. I think that works. That so was good. I think that's a keeper. Keep it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you weren't recording. You're you're younger well, we than were. you're younger than us, right? So uh, I'm going to go for a sort of a, a young kind of skater kind of vibe right. for you now. Okay, right, Amber, do you want to do this one or no? No, no. no Paul, uh, I'm going to hand Tom, it over to the professional. I'll jump in. Hey, you're listening to Paul Taylor Comedy. How to become a comedian? Okay. I like it. Slightly irritating, I think. Uh, yeah, it goes with the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got to work with the music. Bit of an Avril Lavigne vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anybody remember of him? He was a skater really? boy. She, she said, was. see you later, boy. He, he, yes. I okay. do remember Avril Lavigne. Yes. I remember her outfit and her eyeliner. So do I. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I feel that we're just padding now. So what about <laughs> you, Luke? You've not given us your news. Yes, I what's happened with you? I don't really have any news, except no. that Paul and I didn't do the TV show. No. Uh, I oh talked God. about that on my... Uh, you didn't do the, t- t- the television what? show. TV no, we were supposed show? to be filming all this week. and then. Oh, yes, wait, of t- To be fair, we've already told that story. And, uh, um, right, it, I'll, it, it, I'll listen to the podcast. Yeah, it didn't happen. No, but, but I mean... No, but we haven't told I the story. I forgot that it was meant to be being filmed this week. It was meant it to be it being filmed. Well, no, because I, I called the guy on, on Friday because we hadn't heard back. So the, the short story is we got booked to do a, to present a TV show together. Okay. Uh, which was like showing best of YouTube clips. Okay. And uh, we'd been getting in touch. It was great. We did an audition. Good. We, we got the thing. It was like, cool. Well, I'll give you more information when the time comes. And uh, the closer we were getting, we weren't getting any information at all. So we, we sent emails separately 
to the guy and um, who was a director, I guess, and, and we didn't hear anything back. And then some, we were supposed to start filming on Monday. Mm. And on Friday, I was like, well, I'll call the guy. Let me call, let me call the number. So I call the number. I get the, to the production company. And they're like, oh, the director, he left the company like <laughs> a month oh, and a half right. ago. So that's why you're not getting any answers. I'm like, oh, great. Well, thanks, thanks for letting for us the know. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Uh, so what's happening is like, well, the project's on pause until we find another director. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, thanks for telling us. Mm. And he was just like, oh, sorry. I'm like, well, yeah, no, that's, that's fuck the, the, you then. The joy... <laughs> I, I, I get that sort of thing all the time. Yeah, I'm sure, you do. I'm sure it's part booking, of the business. Yeah, right? I mean, booking voice jobs and you get a, someone on the phone going, so, okay, so we definitely want you mm. on Thursday between 2 and 6. Yeah. So just don't take any other jobs. We definitely need you before t- between 2 and 6. We'll confirm in the next couple of days. So yesterday I sent a message to Luke saying, yes, I am free to do the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, you know... This is much better than doing some it, you know highly what? paid voiceover job, isn't it? <laughs> in in a lot of ways, yes, it really is. Um, there's a lot more sunshine here for a start. Yeah, and okay. I get to say what I actually think instead. Yeah, that's uh, so we're not doing the TV show, but that that's, is a that, shame. That's okay. Well, yeah, TV show. We but you you may suddenly get a call one. in a week saying, "So we need you tomorrow morning." Yeah, but mm. we're not going to be available. Yeah, it's we? just uh, like I'm at that stage yeah, now where like for the. <laughs> For the past, I don't know, not even past four months, it's been longer than that because there's been a couple of gigs that we've uh, tried to get booked for. Like one was to go to Club Med and, and perform for them. One was uh, like a, a corporate, a random corporate gig. You remember like ages ago they were like, oh, we'd like you to do uh, your two-man show, whatever. At our company. Yeah, nothing has happened. Out of every proposition I've had since yeah. doing this full-time, nothing has happened. The only concrete thing is me. I do my show on Thursday with you and I do my show on my own on Saturdays. That's the only concrete thing and the other stand-up gigs. And Luke's English podcast, Paul. And Luke's English Which podcast. But even show. that took a three-month break because you didn't invite me back. Four months. Four months. What did you do? Yeah, but do? it really goes to show that you know you need to be the motor behind anything that happens. You yeah. need to drive it forward. You've yeah. got your best interest at yeah. heart. You're the one that's most interested in furthering your career. I mean, you, yeah. you have to constantly yeah. be the person sort of throwing wood on the fire. And, you know, grappling with that constant, you know, being let down that Tom was just talking about that's just the way it's going to go yeah, yeah. so it can get disheartening perhaps that's also why people give up because they think I can't that take is it exactly you why need a lot to of not lose up. hope yeah mm. well and that's starting to eat into my stand up now oh, yeah? it's not a conversation you, for this podcast you mean you're getting angry yeah. well, well, there's, there's a production company that's producing my show and, and yeah. like I just want to I want to be autonomous you know yeah. Yeah. I quit one job where I had a boss not to have another job where mm. I have another boss interesting so Okay. Anyway, be the boss and hire people. That so way, you can then fire them. Talking of hiring people, has uh, do you think Tom has passed the interview? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Well, we we only got through one question, so yeah. I think he right. did. But I mean, I think question. that that shows how suitable he is <laughs> for Luke's English podcast. That the podcast can be one question, and it takes the entire time. I guess this would be the, the brilliant I, I Brits. Too, podcast, I am the rambling, ra- rambling man. Hey, it's yes. James Simpson's birthday today as well. It is it James is. Simpson's birthday today. Yeah. Yes, he shares I hope the birthday with the Queen. Wished him a happy birthday. Do you think she knows? I think oh, she definitely I'll does. send her a text. Of course she does. Hang on, let me just send her a text. I'm just sure she, she keeps track of HRH? all of her, sub- all of her <laughs> she subjects. She's uh, on top of the the birthdays of all of the people, all of her people. Isn't she she is actually it? has more than two birthdays, the Queen, because she has a birthday. What? Yeah, because she's got her, uh, her proper birthday today, her real birthday. Yes. Then it's officially celebrated in the UK in June. But in Australia and New Zealand and Canada, they have different days where they celebrate her birthday. And they get fucking days off for her birthday, whereas what? the UK don't. That's insane. Yeah. That's and not you, fair. you said before that the reason that the Queen or the monarch has got two birthdays is purely because if we celebrated the, bir- the real birthday, the, the weather would be bad. Yeah. So, like, well, we, uh, we're, you know, we're going to need to choose uh, an official birthday uh, in June 
just purely so that when there's a procession in the streets, the sun is more likely to be out. The irony is that it is a gorgeous day today. Is it it gorgeous in in London? I don't know. But the other question is, what happens if a royal is born in July? Uh, Well, that's a good question. Do they have to pick a day in November so that they're guaranteed a miserable one They just keep a... Mm. Hey, Siri, what's the weather like in London right now? Come on, it Siri. seems to be a bit windy in London, England. <laughs> a bit windy. That must be it's all the hot air. I love windy. the I, I love the uh, the sort of tentative nature of the, the report. It seems to be a bit windy. Is it windy or not, Siri? I can't commit. Apparently it's 16 degrees and the sun's out. Well, that right. seems gorgeous for London. Yeah, okay. it is. Not bad. And I bet you when it's celebrated in June, it's going to be raining. It's going to Probably. rain all day. Probably. Mm. It's going to ruin those Thunderbolts picnics. and lightning. Very, very well, Was it you musing as to whether <laughs> she'd send herself a telegram? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because you know when you're uh, dear one, you get you get a uh, yes, you get, uh, you, get you can get a telegram from the Queen when you're a hundred that says, oh, you know, congratulations, you've made it to a hundred. Blah, blah blah. Thought is she going to write herself a letter in ten years to be like, yeah, Yo, you made it, well done. Well, does she if, she? if she does, then she opens it. Does she have to act all surprised? <laughs> yeah, <that'd laughs> like, I wonder what this will be. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice, dear me. Yeah, or dear one. Dear yes. one. My I granny think. got a letter from the Queen. Right, she really? was hundred and one. Yeah, wow. Tell us about the letter. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it myself. Really? Was I it just know that she got a letter. No, it's printed and then she signs it. I don't know if she even signs I it. Imagine she has a stamp. I imagine that when you open the letter, you get a sort of a fanfare, right? I think someone actually did it into your door on a cushion, a velvet cushion. Right. That's right. And you get like a little sort of fanfare type thing. Yeah. So you don't want that if it's raining because velvet in the rain. It's probably got a wax. That's what happens when you open the letter from the yeah. Queen. Yeah, sounds like it's a one very of those sound cards. Announcement. Yeah. You know, like the Christmas cards that have got songs in them. Yeah. That's what <laughs> it is. You've just yeah. turned a hundred. Happy what birthday! Next? Well done for being alive uh, for that length of time. Madge here. You only ever hear the Queen speak really at Christmas, don't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. For the speech. Otherwise, we would have no idea. She'd be like Kate Moss. No idea what she sounds like. <laughs> I just actually think that Kate Moss has a very oh. deep voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay, goodness. Okay, so for listeners' benefit, Paul is afraid of flying insects. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant, ladies and gentlemen. So, what just happened is we were talking about Kate Moss's voice, no, as you could hear. And Paul, and, uh, I thought it was Paul a- just exploded with panic, <laughs> dropping the microphone on the ground, screaming and like leaping, girl, yeah. leaping from his chair. He nearly jumped off the terrace in, in, uh, in yeah. panic there and a did a handstand. But why? Why did that happen? It was because there was a little ladybird that, that landed on him. I thought it was a wasp. To be honest, Okay, we need to first of all we need to explain what a ladybird is. It's like a little. Oh, a little we, we need to explain what ladybird is. But yes. all the other words that we've used in this podcast <laughs> for the last two hours, we don't need. To well, explain. yeah. To be honest, cat. Paul, yeah, we could have explained those too. But let's explain the word we'll ladybird. It's a bird. It's not. That's female. <laughs> It's definitely not. It's, it's like a, li- a little red. Uh, just Google it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, Wikipedia it. just Wikipedia it. Bugger it's a, off. It's a little, Wikipedia. It's a little red. Yeah, we, just Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. It. It's an oh, Wikipedia God. made out of reed. So a ladybird is like a little red uh, beetle, and they fly through the air, and they can look a little alarming. And Paul freaked out when when one landed landed on him just now. But to be honest, I did pretty much the same thing yesterday. I was walking back uh, home after eating lunch down the street, and a ladybird came at me. <laughs> right. Give me your money. And it, it came straight at me, and I um I didn't know what it was, and it was an immediate moment, and it was like the Matrix, you know, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you know, when Neo sort of like leans over backwards, and the, the ladybird came flying past me, and I, you like know, a was, bullet. Yeah, exactly. It was in mm. bullet time, and 
like that and the ladybird flew past me and I and then I went home and uh, <laughs> there were some, there were some people sitting in a cafe judging me but a silly Englishman I think I, they would have judged me anyway I wasn't attacked by a ladybird but this morning I was walking um, Hugo to the creche and a woman in front of me her scarf she had a sort of pink scarf wrapped around her neck and it was quite long and it like come down between her legs and gone between her legs and it looked like she had a little tail <laughs> <laughs> her bottom and I could see people laughing and then some tourists this guy took a photo of her and I felt like this was really Sad. I felt like she was walking around. <laughs> just some guy most burped. monumental really belt. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have heard it. I don't think on the oh. microphone. Amazing. Wait, wait, I didn't hear that. Someone burped. Yeah, it was just like belt. <laughs> it was really loud. I didn't depths hear of Mordor. I, I didn't hear that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd missed it because I was uh, otherwise engaged. But apparently there was you, a you very, Google it. There was a very loud burp there <laughs> from someone. In one, of these, in one of these apartments near us. They obviously think that they're alone, just Me, enjoying no, either a Either that, they're listening to this live We're recording of Luke's English podcast, and his, his response to it was, like, okay, thanks for the comment. Everyone's a critic. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, okay, so um, I'm sure we had a... a, a there was a yeah, there I was, was telling you about the tale. That's right, you were. So, just so the, people were laughing at her, and I felt, I don't know why this is relevant, I suppose it's street interaction, and, um, and I felt sorry for it. First of all, my first instinct was like, that is funny, I'd quite like a photo, it does look like she's got a pink tail. And then I thought, no, that's wrong, and so I thought, I'm going to tell her. So then I had to chase her. Hugo was on his bike, and it was really slow and noisy, and she was walking very fast with this tail, it looked ridiculous, and then I stopped her, and I was like, you look like you've got a tail. And what did she say? <laughs> she just looked really confused. She's like, uh, I was like, what? you look like she you've got a tail. And, uh, and then she realised and she took the offending scarf out. I see. Oh, the embarrassment of leaving the house with a, with a scarf hanging out of your, the, the back of your trousers. Was that what it was? It, no, the scarf had gone round her neck and ah. it was quite long and then gone between her legs. I see. And it had ridden up. It was there, clenched clenched up tight in the cheeks oh goodness me she really did look like she had a tail right wow <laughs> okay oh, okay all right well i think that may be a good uh, uh, way to end this i think we reached a conclusion didn't we yeah yeah to this discussion so basically we're saying royals yes but sort of yeah as you mm. know just uh, we'll see if prince charles starts bandying around opinions uh, and we'll see also this I mean, to be honest there's so many complicated things happening with uh, the possible exit from the European Union and all that kind of thing it's a bloody complicated don't start going down that road week. it's a complicated time this is not the time or place to talk about Brexit I'm planning to talk about that but uh, not now uh, but uh, thanks for coming onto the terrace everybody thank you for thanks having, for having us thank you um, again yeah it's always a pleasure and let's now as the Fantastic Four go off and save the world. Right. Are you Mr. Fantastic? I suppose so. Right. I'll, I'll be teabag. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, Google it. <laughs> You've got to explain that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing to explain. Just Wikipedia. That's my superpower is, is I shoot tea at people. Right. Because oh. I like tea, that's it. Yeah. We're referring to a video that Paul's in. Mm. Um, Which you can find on the internet. That's right. Just Wikipedia it. <laughs> 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 just, just, Google just, it. just Google teabag Paul Taylor. If, but if we were the Fantastic Four, I suppose I would have... What's his name? Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. I'd have to be Mr. Fantastic because yeah. he's kind of like the leader, Team right? leader. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going a little bit grey. I've got a few grey hairs there. Amber, obviously, the invisible woman. The invisible woman. I, that, and Why? I am the invisible woman. Really? Oh, yeah. How, how are you invisible? Have a baby and just watch yourself become 
invisible (laughs) to men. men. Yeah, exactly. I live in a neighborhood where women get a lot of attention. Nothing. I walk past unperceived or (laughs) imperceived by by the world at large. It's refreshing. I'm sure that there are plenty of uh, gentlemen and perhaps even ladies listening to this who... uh, would, love would beg to differ with that opinion. Mm. Certainly, your voice is not. You're, you're, you may be invisible. Your voice is uh, not. Not is very visible. Thank you. In people's imaginations around the world. Yes. So you could be the invisible woman, and Paul, you've got to be the one who's on fire, right? Because you are, oh, yeah. you are so hot right you now. You do yes. need to be the one on well, he fire. Is, he is in the sun. I'm literally a bit on fire red. right now. You're the yes. human torch because you're in the in the sun. Yes. Yeah. And you're so hot right now. You are, and that makes Tom the. Th- I the am the thing. The thing. Neither, neither French nor English, but both, and at the same ah, time, neither. Amorphous. Amorphous blob. Yes. <laughs> Made of stone. Made of stone. He's an interesting character, isn't he? The thing. He is. Isn't he? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a huge man made of rock. He's a golem, basically. Yeah. Yes. Not a golem, as in Lord of not the Lord Rings. Not Lord of the no, Rings. No. Not like but no. more kind of. That sort of the old fashioned that really spoke to people. No, because yeah. we have to ex- establish that a golem was a word before Lord of the Rings. It was to mean a sort of uh, uh, well, a sort of a Frankenstein's monster type character yes, made of yeah. stone it's or something. Hebrew mythology made of clay. I clay, think. yeah. yeah. Mm. Brought to life by magic. Uh, yeah, mm. Sorry, interesting. Some of, of your myth. your listeners may have a much clearer idea of this than I do. Yeah, they probably do. It is an do. interesting myth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Straight so over the head. No, no, she was like, bring it to a close, people. (laughs) That's what she said. She's like, let's get, let's wrap this shit. I actually have to, like, we were about to go off. I have to just press the stop button, otherwise, we will never ever stop, okay? All right. All right. Thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. Can't touch this. This is a masterpiece of the English language. All righty then. Just think of the accolades it's received over the years. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. This is going to be good. Really? Yes. I want to get into it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. And this is Britain at its best. Oh, you lucky people. So that's it. Check out the page for the episode. There are a few notes and a brief summary of some of the main points in that conversation. So if you didn't understand something, you can just Google it or Wikipedia it. Um, Just uh, a reminder at this point about italki before I say anything else. And I'm going to try and do this italki mention using the voice of either Sean Connery or Roger Moore. I'm going to go for Sean Connery at the beginning, okay? So this is Sean Connery, a terrible Sean Connery impression, uh, suggesting that you check out italki, okay? Uh, Hello, my name's Bond, James Bond. Did you know that with italki, you can have your own rambling conversations with native English speakers, if you like? Or if you prefer, you can have properly structured English lessons too. And all from the convenience of your own internet connection at home or anywhere else. Okay, uh, let's try and do this as Roger Moore, okay? They have loads of qualified teachers to choose from. And when you buy some lessons, italki will give you a voucher worth a hundred... No, that's not working. Uh, I'll do it as myself. No, I'll do it as... Let's see, who am I going to do this? I'll do this as uh, uh, Al Pacino. Oh, they have loads of qualified teachers to choose from. Wow! And when you buy some lessons, 
I talk, he will give you a fucking voucher. Uh, they'll give you a voucher worth 100 italki credits, which is a nice discount on future English, les- English lessons. I became Sean Connery there again at the end. Um, is that clear? So, in all seriousness, uh, to get that offer and to benefit from, uh, sp- uh, you know, English, lesson- English lessons with uh, native English speakers on the internet, it's very convenient. Uh, just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. Seriously, loads of people are using italki. It's a a well-established way of getting in touch with native English speakers to have English lessons and stuff, and you can do it from your own home. teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk, or click an italki logo on my website. So, I'm going to be on holiday for about a week, uh, so I'm going to go a little bit quiet so I've uploaded, you know, these four episodes in rather quick succession, but um, I will now be going quiet for a bit because I'm going on holiday for a week and then I will be very, very busy at home uh, marking student exam papers, the exam papers that I haven't been marking because I've been doing this. So I don't know when I'll be able to upload a new episode next, but I'm sure it won't be that long. And anyway, I've given you so many new episodes lately that you could probably do with a little break too. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're desperate for even more. Um, If you are desperate for more, then don't forget to check out my other podcast. I've got another podcast. That's right. I've got another podcast. Um, And uh, that is, of course, a phrasal verb a day, which is still alive it's still going I've certainly haven't been um, producing an episode of that every day as I intended to originally but it's still going I've made a couple of videos uh, YouTube videos for a phrasal verb a day recently Um, so there are now over 130 episodes of a phrasal verb a day the episodes are much shorter than the ones on Luke's English podcast Uh, which is not difficult, really, but they're much shorter. And I I get straight to the point in every single episode of that phrasal verb podcast, and I just focus on teaching you a new phrasal verb every time. Okay, and there's over 130 episodes now. It's all available free. And you shouldn't underestimate the importance of phrasal verbs in English. They are a vital part of fluent, expressive, natural English. So check out teacherluke.co.uk forward slash pv. P for phrasal, that's P-H, like P for police. Uh, And V, uh, V for vendetta, right? Teacherluke.co.uk forward slash P-V for phrasal verb. uh, And then you will find the episode archive, uh, every single episode. You can listen to them. They've all got, almost all of them have got transcripts. And some of them have got videos. And a phrasal verb a day is available on iTunes and all other forms of podcasting software. Okay, so check that out. Learn phrasal verbs, and if you if you you know if you need more, just listen to them. Maybe you've not, maybe you haven't listened to that. Check it out. Right, that's it. Enough rambling. I'm off now, and I've got loads of exam marking to do. Have a nice day or night or morning or whatever, and I'll speak to you soon. Um, you might have noticed that I added a couple of new jingles to this episode. Um, I haven't spoken about them yet, but there's been a couple of new little jingles in there. And I've created these jingle mega mixes. Um, and just to play this episode out, whatever that means, just to end the episode, I'm going to play the entire mega jingle for Luke's English podcast here at the end. It's quite long. It's about a minute long. Uh, but I'm just going to play it to you. Um, all right. So that's it. Enjoy the mega jingle. 
and I will speak to you on the podcast again soon. For now, though, goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey into the English language. A journey into the DNA of the English language. Really? The DNA of the English language. Now, that's a really quite a strong claim. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Who are you? You talking to me? You talking to me? You know who I'm talking to. I'm a school teacher. I teach English composition. Oh, really? Yes! Oh, really? Yes! That's an idiot. You don't know what that is? And I don't know what this is. This is Luke's English podcast. Can't touch this. This is a masterpiece of the English language. All righty then. Just think of the accolades it's received over the years. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. And I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Ooh, this is going to be good. Really? Yes. I want to get into it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. And this is Britain at its best. Oh, you lucky people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.